thank you so much for being here today. Today we are speaking with Johan Hangraf, who is the co-founder and head product at Arcio. Arcio is a startup creating a unique collaborative VR AR design tool, which is pretty much like an opportunity for sketching interiors, buildings, virtual spaces, or game environments. It sounds super, super interesting. Johan has a background in architecture, engineering, plus 10 years of experience of working in design, tech for bespoke projects, for example, at Mecano. Thank you so much, Johan, for being here today. I am very excited to hear directly from you the story behind Arcio. How did you get started? How Arcio got started? And yeah, all of these ups and downs, we all for it right now. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, very much happy to talk about uh, a little bit of the journey that I went through. So I'm an architect from my background, and uh, I always got, like, had a fascination for technology and, and using the latest gadgets, uh, like 3D tools. And uh, with my previous role at uh, Meccano, I, I also tried to help most of the designers around me to work uh, better on um, making the, the building designs they wanted to achieve. And uh, that kind of fascination went from uh, like, a, like a fascination into more professional uh, thing. I started building tools for, for, for the architects around me. And uh, that also led uh, me to join the Arcio team about four years ago. And I was with uh, Hilmar Gunnarsson and, and Ari Torvaldsen. They uh, had a background in um, like startups before. And they were starting something new with VR and they decided to involve me in there as, uh, as the architect in the team. And that's been a pretty well interesting ride because, uh, we basically decided to build our own modeling engine from scratch. And, uh, I don't know if you know anything about cats or 3D software, but that's a big challenge because you need to uh, come up with like, uh, like we have like a Boolean operation that runs very, like that needs to run very smoothly. On, uh, like these mobile VR devices you have now, like the Oculus Quest. And, and we did like a lot of, um, like, let's say things to, to make that possible. Uh, so the modeling engine that we built, it's driving what Arcio is. And that also allowed us to, to run it on an iPhone or on other, all sorts of devices. And, uh, because we built the modeling kernel, we could also build it from the start with collaboration in mind. So uh, unless like most of the 3D tools that are out there that are like a, like a single user experience, someone is working on a PC and then they're sharing that model with someone else. Uh, Arcio is from built from the ground up for VR and for collaboration. So that, that opens up a lot of opportunities actually to, to uh, do things in a, in a new way, do things in a completely new way. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that introduction to what Arcio is. So going a little bit back to the past there when, if you, if you have some background about this, when the first ideas spark about Arcio, mm -hmm. why is it? Because not everybody is related to virtual reality and augmented reality. Why is it that it was virtual reality, the best thing to build this into. Why virtual reality and augmented reality? Mm -hmm. 
this is a very good question. So, uh, like first time I jumped into VR, I don't know if you had the same experience. Like I, I was blown away by the uh, like how how much that really communicated skill and the the experience of uh, architecture is is a lot about experiencing the spatiality and seeing uh, everything around you in the correct scale. And uh, for me, it was always mind uh, mind blowing to see that other <laughs> architects were not able to see that. But like the the, the value is right there. Uh, so a lot of the tools that we've been seeing that are typically used in architecture now with VR is just viewing models that are uh, like made with like a 2D screen. So you basically design in a 2D screen and then you put on the headset and look around. Uh, but I, I didn't want to stop there. I thought like you, you have these hands, you have these controllers and, and there's so much you can do with that. Like uh, architecture by, by nature is a very creative profession. We sketch a lot. We make models with our hands. And, uh, the moment we go into the field and, uh, like start working professionally, we often end up behind a PC, uh, 12, uh, 15 hours a day, just working on these, these building designs on, on a PC. And uh, with like, introducing the spatial uh, hand gestures and controllers and that, that spatial presence of being in there, possibly with other people, it, it brings a bit a back of that magic of uh, like doing the design charrettes in the university when you were working with several uh, students around the model where you were just working together on something. So we were trying to bring that that back as well a bit, like the the magic of really working together on a, on a physical model. And uh, of course, in VR, you can enhance it in so many ways. You can just, uh, you can jump into that, that space in human skill. You can move buildings uh, away with a laser. You can just uh, throw things away to delete things. There, there's a lot of uh, potential fun new ways of interacting with these 3D models. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. Definitely. It brings another layer, it's another experience, totally different experience. And it also happened to me the first time that I wore a headset, it was absolutely mind-blowing, as you explained, yeah. uh, to be able to feel that you're sort of like entering another reality and that it, it is actually possible that you're going through that experience, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Um, speaking about Archeo in the beginnings, when it was being built, it seems it's it, it's been a very complex process to replicate all of this in VR. What have been the most, I, I guess there have been many challenges, but the most difficult ones and how you were, you were able to overcome them, even if it comes from the design, designing the app, or the actual development, the coding, etc. How how was that process? So I think there were two like main challenges that we had to uh, work around and, and come up with solutions. Like one of them was the uh, the way we could do modeling in VR, so to to run uh, pretty complex modeling operation, like typically like a Boolean operation in a 3D application. It, it freezes your PC for like a couple of frames and then, then you see the result. Uh, so that's something we couldn't do in VR, of course, because like you cannot have the, the frames to stop for two seconds because people will get sick. 
So we had to come up with the, the modeling engine. That, that was one of the big challenges uh, to, to get that right. So we could do these uh, cuts into the buildings and we can uh, make edits on the geometry. And another thing that was challenging is uh, making it uh, simple enough for people to, to use. Uh, because typically CAD uh, 3D tools, they have like a lot of little tool icons, ribbons. There's a lot of things involved in uh, making uh, a 3D model. And uh, we, we highly reduced the number of tools and, and simplified the UX in, in such a way that uh, that most people grab it pretty fast. They just start uh, playing with the tools and, and messing around. And uh, part of that um, like, like magic there was uh, that we made most of the tools that you could uh, select. So you could literally pick a tool from a little palette that you have on your hand. So that's way to work with it. But we basically uh, allowed that to also do the operation with your hand. So you could literally reach into the shape that you want to move and you just pick it up. Or you can pick a point of that shape and you stretch that point up. Or you uh, pick like a collection of trees by just touching the lowest plane and then all the trees atop will, will move with it. So we really tried to stay very close to the, the um, like the nature of how people already know how to work with, with physical models and with hand gestures to prevent a lot of the uh, UX complexity of a, of a typical CAT application. Yeah, that was going to be another of my questions. Um, how was the design ambition? Like, you know, the UI, UX, how was that process? And how many people, like, work in that from the beginning in all of this and uh, making all of this a reality? So it's, uh, it's funny we've been working on this almost for like it's almost five years now actually, uh, but we had so many alterations of that uh, UX UI uh, and and the team actually has been in pretty small since the start. It's uh, been uh, Ilmar, uh, our CEO, uh, me, and and uh, one other person focusing on the UI UX, but it basically took us three years to get to where we are uh, now with the circular UI and. Uh, like some of the simplifications we did there. And it's still an ongoing process. Like it's still not uh, where we want it to be. We still want to make it uh, easier to use and, and even more uh, like, like minimalist. Uh, so that it will still improve in the next few uh, years, months. <laughs> yeah. How many uh, developers did you need to build this type of uh, app? So currently we are with uh, 12 people. Uh, so the team is relatively small, uh, but uh, we are like, they're all like, we're all very skilled. Like there's uh, like a lot of specialism and a lot of our, our team members also have a, a, like a background in architecture. So that helps as well because then they understand uh, like some of the other cats, uh, like modeling applications. And it makes it a bit easier also to um, like, to communicate the intent, like what, how the user will probably most likely expect things to work. Uh, so, so that's uh, yeah, it's been it's really fun to work with the team. It's a, it's a startup, so it's always <laughs> busy, always hectic. Uh, I think it's the same with uh, with uh, with gaming and, and uh, like other applications you're building. Like it's it's, it's a roller coaster ride, like uh, a lot of sprints. Uh, but like what we managed to achieve in, in uh, this. Uh, a pretty short time and I'm really proud of, of that with the team yeah amazing so with Arcube 
what exactly we would be able to do. There are different stages in the design, right? Like there is definitely prototyping. Then there is a um, a process where we actually put more like textures or change the how it's going to be rendered, etc. It's up to where, like what what are the boundaries of RQ? What we can do? Yeah, so we started originally, and that was with the first uh, alpha users that we had, like some of the architecture firms that we worked with in the beginning. Uh, it was the early stages of the design. So the uh, the blocking out or the, the massing out of, of an urban context or, or a building shape, uh, that's where we, we started. Um, we, we are... Uh, Expanding on that capabilities, we, we recently added the components like stairs, doors, and, and more detailed uh, objects to place into the 3D environments. And uh, we're, we're planning to keep extending that further. Uh, but like a lot of the um, design processes uh, with architecture, but also game design, theater design, they, they still, there's a lot of usage of all other softwares as well. So we, we saw that was one of the things that also our, our users were saying in the beginning. You, you, like, uh, at some point it, it goes to like a Revit or a Rhino or like Unity and, and the designers that we worked with, they also wanted connections to those applications. So that, that's been like a vital part for us as well to, to have really good connections to a Unity or to Revit so people could bring their uh, like more developed designs into Archeo, draw uh, and meet on top of those models uh, new suggestions, and then they can bring those new suggestions back to the original uh, design tool. And the the latest uh, like version of Archeo that now got published on the on the Quest uh, store, that one comes with the, the Unity integration, and that's uh, like so far our, our most integral uh, connection because the Unity scene can actually be loaded to Archeo. All the game objects and everything that was placed in Unity will be movable game objects. Uh, so the, the, the level designers could basically just meet in VR or with an iPad on their game level. They could move some things around. They can block out, mess out, gray box some new parts of the level, and they can bring all those changes back to Unity and everything will update to the correct position and uh, move to uh, the, the new positions where the user would edit it. Yeah, wow, amazing. Have you had opportunities or situations where it has been used for game environments? And how how is the finishing or rendering process uh, works? Because in the community, there might be some people who are in the process of creating this type of um, apps or experiences. So I wonder how does it work for them? How is the pipeline? How is the workflow for this purpose? So uh, like the best way to just get started this is downloading the app like you can download it for free and then there's the unity uh, plugin is also for free so you can try it out for yourself uh, the the process involves uh, exporting your your existing unity scene to to Archeo. then you could just start a meeting uh, with other people that have Archeo installed on their device and they can join in and uh, start sketching on that model or like start Massing out some shapes based on how uh, confident they already are with, with some of the tools in Archeo. 
the the game developers that we currently are working with they are they're still like we're still waiting for uh, like one of these games to be published so like some of these are like, like i cannot talk about too many of them because some of them are confidential but uh like there there are uh game de- uh, different uh, game developers that are are working with these tools mm-hmm. and uh, great boxing as as they call it is is a very um important part in game level design and it has quite a bit of similarities actually to to early stages of architecture so we're we're happy to see that both the the architects uh, like and uh, game developers can can use some of the same tools that we put in place and uh, there's also like it's interesting to mention there's also quite a few uh, hobbyist users that are using the app uh, and and indie developers as well so so people that are just doing this as a just for, for fun <laughs> they're just they're messing out a game level or they're messing out their own home extension and they're using our app for that and we're always happy to see that yeah how easy it is to use it for someone who has never you're like who is not an architect how easy it is to use it it's relatively easy if you're uh, if you don't have any prior uh, 3d experience it's uh, i would probably argue it would be even easier uh, because uh, it's it's very close to the physical uh, model making so you can just uh, like it, it feels very natural to just pick up and move things uh, in that way uh, if you have a bit of uh, prior or 3D experiences with, with Revit, you might see some similarities in how like some of the geometry moves. It's, it's like we have these flexible geometries that stay connected. Uh, so that might help you a bit in, in understanding the, the modeling engine. But we've seen users that had like no prior 3D uh, or CAD experience just jump in there and start modeling their own house or uh, entire metaverses <laughs> with, with Arcue. It's always fun to see because then it means that we're onto something. <clears throat> yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. What's the vision of Arcio? Let's say in ten years from now, how do you see Arcio? Where where is it going? It's exciting to know about uh, a startup that uh, creates such a unique opportunity for professionals. And so, we're curious about. How how is the vision there for this type of platform? Yeah, that's a it's a big vision. Uh, so I, I already briefly mentioned the components that we're we're adding now. So what we're uh, we're putting in place now all the basics for for modeling, so that you can mass and block out a scene uh, pretty good in Arcio. But a lot of our users, uh, they want more. They want curves. They want uh, like, uh, like double curve surfaces even. They want uh, curtain walls. They want all sorts of uh, architectural elements that uh, were, were typical in, in architecture software. And uh, we get some requests from our game designers as well. Like they want uh, like the, the, the loot boxes and <laughs> the, certain, the, the stairs they often use. So we, we're just, um, we're looking for ways to, empower all of these spatial designers uh, like, like finding the tools that would help all of them the most but the, the vision is that we we, uh, we kind of shake up a bit the world of uh, like the typical single user-based 3D tools with a collaborative spatial native uh, design tool so like people would just uh, like when they are tired of looking at their 2D screens <laughs> And they're building something in 3D and they want to build it spatially, they would come to Arcio and they would just do their 
suggestions or the changes together there, and then they just bring it back to the other tools that they want to go back to their 2D screen. Yeah, thank you. So what are the other tools that people use typically uh, for like up to the pro- finish of the product? Like, what are other tools uh, come after for, this one? For game design or for architecture or for which, which field? Yeah, for uh, architecture. And then if you can mention the ones for game design, yeah. so we have. So in, in architecture, a uh, very popular tool right now is, uh, is Revit, uh, building information modeling software. Uh, Archicad is another, uh, big player in there. Uh, they have like more conventional 3D modelers that don't have building information modeling data. So they don't work with like a, like a door. Uh, you just basically have to model your own door. Uh, that's like, uh, Rhino and, and SketchUp. And there's a couple of others that are like, like like more from the, the ground up 3D modeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, SketchUp is actually also used a bit in game uh, game design for the for the gray boxing. Uh, but game designers, they typically stay as close as they can to their uh, editor, uh, like Unity or Unreal, because that, that's where they compile the game. So often what they do is they, they add an extension to those, uh, to Unity or Unreal, to start modeling in, in those applications and gray boxing out there levels there already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Wow. Amazing. The app is available right now on the Meta Quest. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. You can download it for free. Uh, there's also on the iOS, Android store. And if you go to our website, you can get the Windows and Mac uh, version of the app and they're all Download, like you can download them for free. There's, um, like we have a plus subscription for, uh, indie developers, game, de- game designers, uh, that starts at eight, uh, eight dollars a month. Uh, and you can start a 14 day free trial if you want to try the pro functionality, which is basically meant for architects, but it allows you to have 24 people in the same 2D space modeling, sharing models from Revit, Rhino, like this, there's pretty Crazy capabilities with the, with that uh, pro version of our kid. Wow, it sounds super exciting. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything that you wish I had asked you today? Besides, because I'm gonna also ask you how people can get a hold of you or for any potential uh, partnerships or for any questions, etc. Uh, no, I think we covered most of the things. Like uh, thinking of no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So what, um, it's uh, the place where people can find you or see the website or what's the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah, the best way to get in contact with, uh, with me would be via our website. So rko.is. Uh, and, uh, over there you can see also like our support page and you can find the contact form and it just ends up often in my email anyway. So whenever you send an email to us, like it will often end up with me. Uh, if you want, you can also follow me on, on Twitter or other social media, but like our website, rko.is should give you everything you need for getting in touch. Thank you so much. We strive here for making long lasting connections. So if you ever have anything news or anything that you want to share, please tag us in social media so we can reshare that and people 
can continue to have this relationship with you, knowing more about the company and becoming a fan because really the app is absolutely amazing. This is the very first app that I've seen personally in the market that has these specific capabilities. And it's really, really a great opportunity to begin creating, to begin uh, modeling and uh, designing these amazing, you know, buildings or environments in VR in the way that Archeo has been designed. Thank you so much. It's so unique. And we're super grateful, creators, we're super grateful with you guys creating this type of um, opportunity for us to be able to speed up our workflow and to make it easier. Thank you so much for this amazing product, for bringing this to the world, Johan. You're more than welcome. We're, we're happy to make a lot of people very happy, hopefully, one day with this. Thank you so much. Yeah, so... Thank you so much for being here today for the listener. If you would like this episode, so then please subscribe and consider this sharing with many other people. As I mentioned, this is very, very useful for anybody who is in the design arena and is willing to maybe sketch some interiors, buildings, virtual spaces or game environments. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you.